Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. My next guest is part of an ambitious project to build China's largest whiskey distillery. Construction work is underway and the group aims to finish the distillery next year. Stephen Alexander is co-founder of Nine Rivers Distillery and is on the line now. Morning, Stephen. Morning, Gavin. How are we? I'm good, thanks. Where'd you get the idea for this? I, I think you went to China initially as an airline pilot. That's correct. Yeah, we left in uh, 2015 to take up a job there. And um, like most other people, you seek out things that you enjoy and in, especially in a culture, a brand new culture, um, like going to China where maybe you don't have, obviously, the language and the language is a little bit of a difficulty, a difficulty there. Um, you seek out what you like. And I joined a local whiskey club, um, met some really, really good people there, really love whiskey, always have, had had uh, a good passion for whiskey. And uh, luckily enough, there's a lot of good people there. We started talking about, you know, what we had in front of us and the question always sort of came back to well why is there no chinese bottles on the table you know we had scotch you've got irish you've got bourbons from the u.s japanese whiskey but there wasn't anything from china so it took a lot of conversations for us to understand why there's nothing being actually done on the local chinese market and essentially from that conversation with these guys we decided to do something about it okay well tell us a bit more about that is whiskey just not a popular drink in China, and uh, what's the market opportunity you have identified there for uh, whiskey in the domestic market? Well, I think if you look at the history in terms of foreign spirits, now the Chinese market in terms of spirits um, industries is fairly significant. It's a four billion bottle a year industry. But if you look at what comes from a Western point of view, probably only about 100 million bottles or so a year is actually coming across uh, into into uh, China. And that's across all categories, whether it be gin, rum, vodka, or anything else along those lines. So just to put some context, 100 million bottles seems like a huge amount. But if you were to look at what the UK consumed last year in vodka alone is over 100 million bottles. So there is a demand there for spirits. There is a demand for Western spirits. But we're not getting as much in as we we, uh, would particularly like, and it's not being consumed. The history of alcohol in China, especially with Western spirits, has predominantly been cognacs and brandies. You know, they made a significant effort in the the 90s and into the early 2000s to establish their brands there. But what we're noticing now is that those brands have actually stagnated, if not regressed. And the real growth that we see is in single malt whiskeys. Whiskey is being imported in, it's significant. So off that 100 million uh, bottles a year, about 30 million liters of that is actually whiskey. Okay, but the growth, the big growth, is single malt whiskey. Okay, so your your strategy is basically you're going to say to people, look, here's our own Chinese whiskey. Uh, why don't you come and buy it? That's the strategy, is it? Yeah, well, I mean, when we when we first looked at, you know, you have to identify maybe why some of these, especially multinational brands, would be coming to China and they're not particularly taking off or it's not selling in the manner that you would expect. So we tried to identify where we feel the issues are. So if you're looking at an Irish whiskey, for example, we put it through a production here and it comes out, you've got a great product at the end, packaged nicely, fantastic, looks great to go on a shelf. But the production costs for that alone are significantly higher than what you can do in China. When you take that product, then you put it on a boat, you travel halfway around yeah. the world, if if not the whole way around the world, the, the logistical costs and transport costs on that, especially now over the last two years, there's been a significant rise in terms of that cost. 
And when you arrive in China, then you're looking at taxes, excise, import duties, and all of that. Yeah. So, so you've, you've that cost is going to go cost to the customer. Advantage. Yeah, you've yes, got a absolutely. Cost Just cost alone is very, very significant. Okay. The other part of it is the market does exist. So you're looking at about 30 million bottles or 30 million liters a year. So it's about 200, 250 million euros worth of a market. So the market does actually exist. It is viable and it can be profitable. Um, and one of the things we have in Europe or in, in terms of the Chinese market is people. It is a monstrous, monstrous market. 1.4 billion people um, throughout the entire country. And whiskey tourism, if you ever notice, you're looking at, you know, Paris or any of the big cities around. Normally, when you see Chinese tourists come, they don't do tourism like we do, where you show up with your wife, you take a tour around a distillery, just the two of you, maybe small numbers coming in and, you know, sort of small footfall, consistent footfall throughout the day. Our problem is a little bit different because in China, Chinese people have a huge attraction to tourism. If you were, as I said, looking at these big cities, they don't show up yeah. in one or two. They show up in coach loads. It's how many coaches? It's five, six, seven yeah. coaches full. And in the Chinese market, that local tourism alone is huge. Yeah. So that's an opportunity so for you guys go- is to do the, the visitor experience as well, which which we have seen Absolutely. Uh, some Irish companies do. Uh, so you aim to have this thing built next year. How much is it going to cost to build it? And how are you funding that? At the moment, we're looking at a total all-in expenditure of about 14.2 million. So we've gone through initial rounds of our initial founders round or seed round, and we've done two convertible note rounds. And that, that, those initial raises, uh, we took in about 2.2 million euro. The vast majority of that fund that came in, we used to actually purchase our land. And this is another, another probably unique part of the project. Getting land and actually purchasing land in China is exceptionally difficult especially for foreign entities. So it's almost an achievement in itself for our project that we've been allowed to do that. And we've been classed as a VIP project for for okay. the area. So we, we are actually moving quite well. Are the We're rules... Into, sorry, sorry to interrupt, Stephen. We're yeah. just tight on time. I just want to get to this last one. Are the rules the same over there? I presume they are, that you have to mature the product for three years before you can call it whiskey. Now, now that, that tends to cause a problem because you have all this capital expenditure up front to build a thing, then you have to wait three years before you can sell whiskey. So what are you doing to mitigate against that? Okay, so if you look at um, pretty much any distillery, they all face that same issue. But um, in China, the rules are not the same. They're actually two years. The, in terms of the, the base rules are the same, but the length of period of time is two years. Um, we don't really want to follow that. We would actually ideally like to hold ourselves to the highest possible standard. And history dictates that, you know, Ireland and Scotland have a f- wonderful history. They do three years. So that's exactly what we're going to do. We're going to do that too. But we are a multi-category distillery. Again, if you have a look at a lot of the, the whiskey brands that are coming to the market now, a, l- a lot of what you see on the shelf actually comes out as vodka, gin, rum. You'll notice these brands coming out before the whiskey. Yeah. So we will continue to do um, contract distilling and produce our own whiskies or sorry our own vodka gins and rums okay. to actually create the spirit market for ourselves while our product is aging very interesting stuff Stephen thanks very much for joining us this morning I wish you the best of luck with the project that's Stephen Alexander co-founder of Nine Rivers Distillery Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. Interested in investing but don't know where to begin? A great place to start is Bank of Ireland's new webinar series, Invested. You can learn about investing with live webinars, guides and insights from industry experts. We know you've worked hard for your money and with our expert support, it can work harder for you. So don't rest it. 
invest it. Visit bankofireland.com invested. Bank of Ireland, begin. Terms and conditions apply. Bank of Ireland is the tied agent of New Ireland Assurance Company PLC trading as Bank of Ireland Life for Life Assurance and Pensions Business. Members of Bank of Ireland Group. Bank of Ireland Trading as Bank of Ireland Insurance and Investments is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland.